Welcome to Moore Intelligence. I'm Roland May and I'm joined today by Graham Tyler. He's leader of Moore's Media Group and we're here to discuss the impact of COVID on film and TV production. So Graham, what challenges have the film and TV sector faced with COVID? The, the main challenge which happened a year ago was that all production at all levels effectively ceased overnight. That's a, that's a big issue for guys to get their head around. And I think there was a period of maybe two to three weeks where there was just panic in terms of what was going to happen next. Happily dealing with creative people, they tend to come up with solutions. And the guys who make TV commercials, which is a much shorter shooting period, were able to adapt within six to eight weeks to start to deliver content either by their iPhone or on Zoom, uh, which would still good product. The bigger challenge was for the the guys who make uh, longer form projects, TV and film. And there the issue very quickly focused into being one of insurance as it was impossible to insure COVID risks in terms of production being seized for anybody having COVID. Eventually what happened was it became clear the only way to get through that was to get government support. The French came up with a scheme relatively quickly and the UK followed shortly after which provided a fund which is known as the Film and TV Restart Fund to enable to have a long stop insurer to make sure that production could restart. What happened then was you started to gain momentum and across the summer I think that realistically you started to see production coming back at all levels in a kind of relative boom time while people were trying to get things done. You have to look at the overall statistics for those periods in light of a 12-week closure period. Overall, UK production was down by about 20%. But if you think about it, a 12-week closure period is effectively the same kind of thing. So the reality was, overall, we probably got to the same answer, but it gradually built back across that period. And indeed, in the UK, quarter four uh, was the second busiest quarter they've ever recorded in terms of production levels. So you started to gain momentum um, in terms of making things come back to normality. So the sector's bounced back, um, but how have producers had to adapt the way that they work? Well, they've had to, you know, the reality is that, you know, suddenly you are in a very different world, right? You know, if, if you were looking at a big production, you could have hundreds of people on set, um, you know, kind of milling around, kind of coming in and off off stage. And, and it just hasn't been possible to have that kind of level of global travel. Um, and certainly once, even once you've got people there, you know, you've had to ensure that the safety of the crew is paramount. So you've suddenly got a much slower process, you've got much less people attending, um, and you've got a limit on locations, right? Because again, you can plan to shoot a job in Slovakia and that afternoon that country closes down. So you can't go there, so you've got to change. So I think it's become more flexible. Um, the lead time on projects is much less because actually people have got to be able to move stuff around. Um, and I think the cost of producing is much higher because actually what the COVID requirements do is slow down the process. Now that suggests that a new business model is going to be required going forward. What's that business model going to look like? Uh, look, I think you've got, you potentially got, a, you know, a lot of, a lot of change coming, right? I mean, one of the 
uh, I remember talking to one of my clients early on in COVID and they said that five years of change was going to go through five weeks. And I, and I think that's probably true. Um, so, you know, in a production sense, I think, you know, production companies are going to have to be far more nimble. They're going to have to have um, a slate of productions, uh, which maybe they wouldn't have had to have in the past. The guys who would now dominate in production in a sense, and again, this probably is a change that accelerated is, you know, the streaming services have multiplied and continued uh, to get much stronger throughout this period. And I think they work on a model which tends to not have a kind of classic, uh, you know, if you're making a film, that film has a production profit, but it also potentially has, you know, kind of reward in terms of the number of people who go and look at the cinema. That doesn't happen with people on Netflix, right? It's on a pure subscription model. So, a lot of the dynamics and moving parts are changing. And I think also you probably have a continuation of that in the sense that nobody, even at this point now, understands how the cinema industry is going to come back, right? I mean, it's still closed here in the UK. And in fact, it's closed in most countries around the world right now. Um, you know, does it come back completely as it is? You've got big chains, people like Cineworld in big financial trouble. So potentially, you have a much smaller cinema industry immediately. You have a much higher demand for streaming services. And so you're going to have a model which financially looks different to the one that people left 18 months ago. Graham Tyler, thank you very much.